This episode of Grade 43 is brought to you by On Trajectory. See where your money is taking you at ontrajectory.com. Do the math. Five kids. Three dogs, two cats, one and a half fish. Do teenagers count? And a lizard. Thirteen guitars. Seventeen years of formal education. Nineteen, but who's counting? Two middle-aged two men. Two middle-aged men. On a Get off my lawn. And a whole bunch of misguided ideas. <laughs> it works out to something like grade 43. 40. Get off my lawn. Grade. I'm old now. I decided I don't want fancy chairs because then I'll just never get up, which is even worse. So I, I need to have a slightly uncomfortable chair. So I have to get up and move around. <laughs> yeah, I want. I think that's like the skill of middle age, right? Is yeah. like figuring out the chair that's like so awesome when you're in it. It's just like mm, amazing, right. right? Right. But not so much that you really just like turn into one of the people from Wally. Right. And yeah. you're just like uh, hanging yeah. out. Like Pass me my soda. Biting yep. your time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We're back. Yeah. Yeah. I, five. Number five. Yeah. We got three more to we go. We are more than halfway to failure. We are more than halfway to failure. Exactly. Exactly. And we've got some failure to talk about in this. Uh... We do. We do. But it it's good. It weird... turns, but it's good. Good failure. I think. I mean, it's certainly podcast fodder. Uh, but I don't know. It's like you went on vacation and I lost my mind. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was weird. You left and then I just made poor decisions. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to those though. We'll get to those though. Yeah. I mean, for only like being like five days or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. B- busy, busy, productive week. We have our very first interview. I'm yeah, super I'm stoked excited. about this. I, yeah. I, am, I am stoked about this. We had a we had a really good time with Scott. We did. Scott is a unique human being who talking about people that are like fun to to talk to, like you were just saying, that fella. Scott is a lot of fun and uh he he was funny afterwards. He was apologizing for talking too much and we're like Oh my God! But yeah, you're, the you're the guest. guest. I think you're supposed. Thank goodness you were talking, because otherwise, you know, I'd have to talk, and people would have to listen to me. So, and all I know it to was do is be Paul Schaefer and just be back here and be like, oh, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so we had a good, good time talking to Scott for sure. Yeah, we did. We did. And and what was great with Scott is that like he totally gets our 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 thing, and he's like, oh, I have some ideas for for. Um, something to talk about and I'm, I'm going to bring like guitar tones to share and you guys can do stuff too. And so we all shared like, yeah, we compared sounds, right? Yeah. I mean, a mo- motivated guest. That's like awesome. And he, he put us, uh, he put us on our heels and gave us something to do. So that was good. I don't know how much we want to give away before the interview, but nothing. None. We never give away our secrets. Never give away. And then we have to kind of follow our grade 43 theme here and throw ourselves on the clemency of the teacher and say, teacher, teacher, the dog ate our homework and we did not do our blues jammy riff fills to amaze and wonder. Yeah, but there's good reason, right? Yeah. And and, and we'll hear that in the interview. We did did some other stuff and we're going to come back. The teacher gave us an extension on that homework assignment. That's right. uh, But then there was also this this added thing because... um, or I want to add to this, right? Because I feel like this is how I, shit always happened when I was trying to get out of assignments in school. It's like, okay, you can have more time for the assignment, but you have to do it on vacation. And then you have to <laughs> okay. add these two parts. So in addition to doing our little um, blues rhythm fills thing, uh, I posed to Calamar today, the added idea of because this idea and the first lesson, especially in this jives so much with Jimi Hendrix, that we have to come up with a Hendrix-like tone as well. And this isn't necessarily totally out of the realm of anything we've done before, but this is a specific part of the assignment. Come up with some sort of little melodic bit or some little rhythm bit that would be Hendrix-like and make use of that tone and leverage the blues, rhythm, fills kind of methodology. Obviously, obviously, as soon as you said that, I went running and... I'm already like, we're not even, we need to stop talking about it now. Otherwise I'm ready to spend the next 30 or 40 <laughs> minutes talking about that. Cause I started to do some, some research and, and such. So we'll, we'll get into that, yeah. uh, on, on, on how that, 
that turned into a very interesting thing of like what is a Jimi hendrix tone or not a Jimi hendrix yeah. tone yeah so, so out of out of procrastination comes chaos and beautiful order that everyone will get a taste of uh, yeah next episode yeah. But right now i think uh probably our next thing we need to pay some bills and then we're gonna hear from scott yeah yeah totally So, so what's going on? I'm just watching my kids go to college. <laughs> Are you all right? Did I like wake you from a dream or something? And now I'm buying a vacation property to create rental income. <laughs> Are you? Are you playing Sims or something? Uh, no, sorry. I'm I'm finally using On Trajectory. Ah, dude, <laughs> it's about time. Yeah, no, I know. I have so much uh, to learn, and I'm just getting started. Honestly, I, I really think you started in the right place. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like, it's, it's just clear on trajectory offers you so much and they guide you the whole way. If you're just getting started like me or if you want to get deep into your finances and learn about their philosophy, but even for just basic stuff, it's amazing. And dude, it's eye opening. You know, I can see here I am with three car payments, a kid driving, how much would public transit even save or impact mm. me? And you can define uh, contributions from uh, employers for 401k, 403b, HSAs, and on trajectory just helps you see whatever it is. It helps you see around any corner. Yeah. I mean, it really helps paint a picture. Yeah. I mean, I've had spreadsheets. I've saved envelopes full of receipts. I have tab upon tab of data before on trajectory, but I could not tell you with any degree of certainty how things looked for the actual future. Oh man, it is an outstanding roadmap. Yep. And on trajectory is built by financial nerds for financial nerds, but really it's for anyone who wants to know what their finances can be. You answer a few quick questions and you're off and running and you're ready to model anything. Taxes, equity, income, debt, so many different things that you can account for. I see what you did there. <laughs> you can save all this in scenarios and replay those scenarios over and over with different variables to see exactly what is happening or more importantly, what could happen. You can see what all your futures look like. You can plan for future salary increases. So, you know, if you give me a raise, I can like see what amazing things we could do with the show. You will get paid like a man when you work like a man. <laughs> Seriously, the second you sign up on Trajectory helps you get started, how to tune the interface, helpful onboarding emails, and in no time you're off and running and you have an eye on the end game. What percent chance do you have of being successful? And peace of mind like that is priceless. So find out where your money is taking you now. Go to ontrajectory.com and sign up for free today. And thanks to On Trajectory for being a sponsor of Grade 43. So I met Scott through a mutual friend. He told me, Scott has more Christmas podcasts than anyone I know. It's a true story. And I thought it meant one, but he has three. Yep. And Scott has a family, full-time software development job, and a room full of amazing guitars. So, uh, you know, we originally chatted about just podcasting in general, but it quickly became clear that we needed to talk guitars. So... And on the podcast. So I am very excited to introduce our newest friend, Scott Newman. Hey, everybody. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Calamar, you said I had a room full of amazing guitars. I think the word amazing is doing some heavy lifting there. I've got some guitars. I've got a couple nice ones. I've got a bunch of budget ones. And I'm sure we're going to get into that today. Well, I think I saw two PRSs. So you definitely have at least two amazing guitars. Yeah, I spent my Biden bucks last year on a PRS, uh, what is it, an SE24 with a flame maple. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a maple top, but it's a flame top and it's gorgeous and I love it. And then when the Silver Sky SE came out, I had to have it because I, I can't justify spending what, 2,500 bucks on an American, but yeah. I can sure drop, whoa, I don't know, eight ninety nine or something on an Indonesian version. Yeah. I hear great things about that guitar. I love it. I don't want to change a thing on yeah. it. Um, I didn't change any tuners. Um, yes, that's the one thing I would do, but, so I put locking tuners on the SE, but I didn't put it on the Silver Sky because when the Silver Sky came out, I think everybody decided to start buying locking tuners and they were hard to find and they got real expensive because they should be, 
I don't know, what is it, between 50 and 100 bucks a set, and they were going for like 175 and I said, ah, I'll just wait it out. Yeah, supply chain issues, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't change a thing on the electronics, and I'm actually kind of surprised by that. And I just think they're great. And it's also, I'm not that, I'm not that great. I'm not a gigging musician. Right. Like you gentlemen are, and I don't, I don't need amazing tone. Uh, I'd like, to, I'd like to have really good tone, but am I going to notice the difference between those PRS single coil pickups that came with it and some, I don't know, three hundred dollars more? Probably not. I don't know who told you we're gigging musicians, but we'll take that as a compliment. Listen, I've listened to every episode of your That's podcast. Our number one fan. I am your number one fan. I, I listened to uh, this week's uh, last night so that I was prepared. And we're going to talk some tone today. And then you pulled the rug out from underneath me and said, you don't want to talk tone anymore. So I, sorry, well, we're everybody. talking tone today. Don't worry. We're we're talking talking tone today. But, but first, though, I have to take a little bit of the piss and say, how does one end up with that many Christmas podcasts? Like, I could see, like, um, yeah, I got a Christmas podcast. I feel like this thing no pun intended, probably snowballed, right? It did snowball. Uh, the first one started during the pandemic. I needed something to do. Everybody needed something to do. I'm one of the rare people that had that, that set out and had a goal and achieved it. Uh, and I say that with a, a pile of detritus behind me of, of goals <laughs> that just never worked out. This one happened to. So I didn't want to do software development in my spare time anymore. I used to do all this stuff with weather and sports data. And I just wanted to do something creative. There was something strange about being locked in the basement, which I normally enjoy. But in this case, I don't know. I needed some kind of outlet. And I was talking to Calamar about this when I first met him. And I've, I've been a wedding photographer before. I've been an artist. And, you know, you could put out a photograph and somebody could look at it and say, oh, that's Brian's work. But they don't know who Brian is. You're, you're semi-anonymous beyond your name. When you put your voice out there or, you're, you know, or, you know, or if you're on video, I'm not on video. I don't, I don't do that. It, it's very vulnerable. And I don't know, the, the idea of it scared me and it also energized me. So I kind of got into doing voice work. I asked my best friend of 30 years. We met our freshman year of high school. Like, hey, do you want to do a, a podcast with me on Christmas music? And he said, yeah, sure, why not? And our plan originally was most people are going to listen between November, you know, what, I don't know, 15th or 20th, whatever Thanksgiving is, right. through Christmas. So what you do is you, you, you know, like bank up all your episodes throughout the year, and then you just wait for everybody to kind of binge them at the end of the year. After our first year, we just had fun. There's, there's something about having this standing meeting. This is probably like 45-year-old advice here. There's something about having <laughs> a standing appointment on your calendar with a close friend uh, where the stakes are very low, it was We don't great. know anything about that. That sounds like a good idea. We, yeah. should, we should look into <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably what <laughs> you guys... Let me write that yeah, down. Let me, I just realized I'm preaching note. to the choir here. Um, <laughs> but we've been doing it for almost two years, and that's it's awesome. incredibly fulfilling. And if it wasn't for my buddy Jay, I don't know, I probably would have stopped at some point. But now it's just a great session to, you know to shoot the shit with them. And it's, it's fun. And we get a lot of great feedback. I think that's the other thing. Uh, you know, you, the, there's like a feedback cycle that happens. You get people saying, Oh, I really like what you did. And then you want to do more of it right. because, uh, because of that. And uh, so we had that one that's jingle jank. And we decided to, <laughs> that's, we decided to find offbeat and obscure Christmas music because what we would do around the holidays is text each other. Like, Hey, I just heard this song I've never heard before. And that, you know, there, there's funny, there's funny, uh, weird Christmas music out there. In fact, there's so much funny and weird Christmas <laughs> music out there. Like, uh, you could never run out if you tried. Have you so, explored Caribbean Christmas music yet? Uh, we did an episode on reggae, so ah. that was pretty close. In fact, reggae and disco, we have, I don't know, I think it's like 42 episodes, although 40 right now, because thanks a lot, Spotify, you bent to the will of Universal Music Group and took down two of my episodes for copyright claims. Ooh. But... Oh. Yeah, well, you know, that's it's their, it's their right to this? do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah, come on. It was one of them was for the Beach Boys. I hate to break it to the Beach Boys. You're not that relevant anymore. <laughs> you should probably just let some small time podcast play 30 seconds of of uh, of the song Kokomo, yeah, okay? Seriously, oh, seriously. Um, Although we might so, make the Beach Boys oddly relevant to yeah. at least the <laughs> discussion today. Right. Yeah, the searches are going through the roof uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, right now. Um, but 
uh, the where was it? Oh yeah, uh, the the Caribbean. disco, the disco but and the disco. Caribbean are two most popular episodes. And believe me, this is a small time, small potatoes podcast. Maybe three hundred people listen during the year. Wow. Maybe we get five, six hundred around Christmas time. So it's it's nothing big. There's no revenue associated with with it whatsoever. Um, I got the opportunity late last year to take over an existing podcast called Tinsel Tunes. That one had been established for about five years, and the guy, uh, he's a really cool guy. He's over in New Zealand. He just didn't want to do it anymore. His hobbies had kind of moved on, which is probably something else we'll talk about today. And he said, you want to take it over? I said, yeah. So that one, you know, some episodes get 4,000 downloads. Right now, we're we're getting about 1,000. So right there, boom, almost five times the audience, even, even in the off months. So what Jay and I like to say, Jay and I do both uh, shows, is Tinsel Tunes is the linen napkin podcast, <laughs> and Jingle Jank is that checkered tablecloth paper napkin one, <laughs> you know, like a crab restaurant or something. That's so we good. do those two. <laughs> I like that. And then the last one, uh, I do a, a baseball uh, handicapping podcast. That has nothing to do with Christmas. Um, but uh, that, I, I'm a statistician uh, programmer. Um, but the, the last one, there's a, there's a podcast network out there called the Bramble Jam Podcast Network, and they have their flagship show is Deck the Hallmark. They've been on Good Morning America and all, all sorts of stuff. They get a lot of traffic. And I just happened to get friendly with one of the hosts, and he had helped me uh, do uh, Startup Jingle Jank. I, I sent him some ideas, and he kind of bounced back with, with some thoughts on it. We became friends over the long term, and he said, hey, I really want to do a daily Christmas show from Thanksgiving to Christmas. We'll do it every day. It'll be like 15 to 20 minutes long. And I said, yeah, I'm totally in. And we were only going to do it for that small chunk of the year, and then we got so much feedback. That that one probably gets between 500 and 1,000 people that listen to every episode, and there's so much incredible feedback. We do really kind of dumb morning show kind of stuff. We do a Christmas joke. We do a Christmas music battle where we each pick a song from Bandcamp and we play it and the listeners vote on who did a better job. We do Christmas news. We read the Christmas TV listings for that day. So that one's Christmas morning. So those are the three that I do. That was a really long answer. And that's daily, like, year-round? Or just oh my gosh, no, no. Okay. I can't imagine doing a daily Christmas show like in August. Nobody's going to want to yeah. listen. So <laughs> thank you for the, that was a good question. We do it weekly throughout the year. We're going to go Got back it. to daily come, I don't know, November 1st or something. <laughs> and, and honestly, I don't, I started, I, I started up a slippery slope of editing the podcast versus like, all right, just uh-huh. record it and throw it yep. out there. Uh, Jingle Jank takes me hours to edit because Jay and I just ramble and we we talk and, and I like things to be tight in podcasts. You do you guys do a great job. I don't know. You either edit it heavily or you're always yes. on on topic. Um, Tinsel Tunes, that's another one, and that one we play so much music that you know I try to fade in, fade out all of them, and that one can be a little tough. Christmas morning, I really just kind of tweak the levels, and sometimes via Zoom, there's a bit of a delay that happens. Mm-hmm. You don't really notice it because your brain, like we're talking right now, there's more delay than we think there is. And when you listen back to it, you're like, ah, I stepped on Brian or right, I stepped on right. Calamar. So I'll just go in and I'll kind of nudge things here and there. I can I can edit a 30-minute show in 30 minutes for that one, but Jingle Jank, a one-hour show could take me four hours to edit. So yeah, I don't know tracks. how I'm going to do this come, come yeah. November. I may just have to kind of uh, lower my standards a little bit in order to let the daily uh, stuff flow. Yeah, I was going to say, because, I mean, the editing definitely takes some time. Just scheduling stuff for four podcasts plus what you add a job, a family, Etc. Like oh, and how, how let's do you throw in a voiceover in? course. Let's just add a voiceover course. Yeah, I'm for doing, I'm doing that. Uh, that was another thing that I kind of started doing during the pandemic. I started doing some voiceover stuff for some videos at work and enjoyed it. So now I'm taking classes at the Colorado School of Acting. We do it over Zoom, and it's so much fun. I'm having just a blast. But this is one of those, like, I don't want to call it a midlife crisis. I'm not out there buying a Corvette. <laughs> I, instead, I'm, I love learning. I'm always learning something new. And I said, hey, I want to do something that I've never done in my life. And that, you know, 
is work with my voice and it's fun. I don't know if I really want to do commercials and stuff like that. Maybe I want to do some narration. So right. I built a uh, recording booth in my basement, which is kind of like a three foot by three foot coffin. And it's a little warm in here. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I can, but, I can see that. I, uh, <laughs> I saw one of your very serious work videos. It was for someone's birthday. And it was you saying things like, what is older than oh, yeah. Dave things, or things whatever? Old, the Things <laughs> that are older than Scott Yoder. I would add like the moon and like, the Moai statues on Easter Island. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, guess Chris made sure, our mutual friend Chris wanted me to make sure that we covered that yesterday... The universe was not on your side. And the highlight of the day was a cat peeing in the room during a Zoom meeting. Oh, yeah. We got two new cats at the end of last year, and uh, they've decided that the entire house is their litter box. Oh, that is and the I don't, worst. Oh, and I, I love my cats, but come on. They're, and they're little orange little effers, too. You know, that, that they've got those personalities. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Right in front of me, the cat is like 10 feet away and starting to sit make, in a really make, weird uh, way. And you're like, make no, eye no, contact no, 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 with no. you? Like, yeah, I'm doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I see you. I see you. So um, I have about 18,000 miles on my carpet cleaner right now. And uh, I am a, f- I, I'm updated my LinkedIn that I'm a professional carpet cleaner. I'll endorse point. it. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> vinegar and uh, PP gone. Uh, but but you know, that's a different podcast. Yes. Uh, that's right. let's, yes let's talk yes. guitars. Well, yes. I mean, hopefully today makes up for it karmically, right? So yeah, yeah let's definitely talk guitars. Um, and uh, I, I was looking at these pictures and I just, well, first, I, I think Brian had a question. Yeah. How is there not Galaga in that room of yours? Oh, yeah, you've got uh, quite the man cave yeah, going on. That's yeah. awesome. You Tell need, a, you need a Galaga room. machine. Yeah, yes. I'm, uh, you guys are tech nerds as well. I bought one of those arcade one-up three-quarter scale arcade cabinets. Mm-hmm. I think it was at Walmart. It was Asteroids or something. or It was like, I don't know, 200 bucks on sale. And I gutted the thing. And put in a Raspberry Pi and run yep. MAME on it. And I've got thousands of games on there. Yeah. And that is so much fun. Although, I'll be honest, it kind of waned after a while. Like, yeah. the first couple yeah. months, I was playing it all the time. Then, you know, like, oh, well, I, I have this at my disposal anytime I want it. Yep. But if you guys were to come over, that's probably where we would congregate. <laughs> you know, we would yeah. grab a couple of beers, go down yep. there. So I... I I did that. Uh, yeah, did what's the buy, number one game on that machine before you move further? I would say either the Simpsons arcade game or the mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first arcade game. Solid, solid, okay. solid. Yep, I, and that's good because it's four players. Well, uh, I only have one two controls game? on there, but yeah. um, much like guitars, this is one of those things where you could go down a rabbit hole of, well, I'm going to upgrade to my Sanwa joysticks and <laughs> you know do this, and all oh, this button's a little more quiet than this one, and this one has LEDs in it. There's all sorts of There's a rabbit hole for do. everything, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, there absolutely <laughs> Even is. guitar strings. Three yes. episodes worth of yes. guitar we strings. Have to, we have to, if you can find a way to work in strings to any of the guitar content we talk about. Yeah, F- funny story, though. I, I sold a guitar on Reverb, and the, the gentleman who purchased it messaged me back and said, I love these strings. What do you have on this guitar? Oh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> oh, wow. Are those, the, those were the string joys? I think they're the string joys, <laughs> nice. yeah. Not sponsored. Uh, but, but so anyway, no. your room, just like because no one can see us, yeah. uh, in one direction has two arcade boxes one is like the star wars cool joystick yeah that's thing. the that's the original star wars game that's an arcade one-up i got that for christmas i didn't touch it because it is the original crummy vector yeah the you green know, uh, it's green it uh, was probably the first game i played in an arcade wow and i just had to have it that i wanted it it has the yoke which makes it really fun yeah, and then yeah, the other yeah. thing i have is the arcade one-up pinball machine the attack from mars uh, it's not great uh it's pretty pretty low quality uh video on there uh but they, they've promised some upgrades yep. on it. So that's just one thing. But yeah, in the back of the room, yes. there's an electric drum set. I've got yep. a digital piano with weighted keys. You know, I've tried lots of things during the pandemic. I, I, I boasted like, oh, yeah, I, did, I set out to do this and I accomplished it. Well, all the things that I didn't accomplish were becoming uh, the next uh, uh, Bonham. Soon, there, soon to be listed on eBay, right? Yeah. Right. Well, I, I have a nine-year-old daughter. So there's I, a have hope. Set, I have set her up for success in terms of... If she wants to play it, go for it. You know, but you I'm picked not much pushing. better instruments. I bought a Glockenspiel for mine. Not a <laughs> not a good choice for dad. Yeah, but yeah. her favorite instrument is this crummy old Casio keyboard that my wife had like 25 years ago, <laughs> and she just loves that one. So whatever. Um, but I really got into guitars and 
Oh my goodness. Maybe a little too much. I got a little too enthusiastic about them. My first guitar, uh, I played 20 years ago, much like you guys. Played in college, did all that, but then life happened and I didn't play guitar anymore. And I let it go for a long time. Actually uh, sent a couple of them to my buddy uh, who's still in Connecticut. I'm, I'm from Connecticut. Uh, sent them to him and said, here, I'm not playing. You should do something with them. And during the pandemic, he sent me one of his guitars. It was a, a, Wolfie, a, a EVH Wolfgang. But it was the standard, and he had bought, I don't know, some higher-end version of it. I don't, I don't know what the difference was. And I said, all right, well, this is nice, but I'm not really playing guitar. And it sat there for a bit, and then I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. I'm getting back into it, and that's when the itch started. You know? <laughs> and then I, bought a, then I bought a Squire Telecaster, and I am not a Squire hater. I'm sure there are plenty out there, but I have no business buying a $1,000 or a $1,200 Telecaster when I'm not that great. So I put lock and tuners on it, and I upgraded the pickups on it, and yeah, it's, it's a perfectly great guitar. And then one of those guitars, this, this is a quick story, but it's actually kind of fun, and, and it, it, it'll make sense in a minute. One of those guitars that I sent to my buddy was a Gibson Les Paul Custom of unknown provenance. And it was beat to heck. I mean, the, the neck, the paint was completely worn off. Somebody had put a phase switch in between the four uh, tone, or the two tone pots and the two volume pots in there. And then they had taken it out, so there was a hole in it. It oh, just, it, I mean, it was a guitar that had some credibility to it, but I just wasn't that interested in it. And my buddy bought a Les Paul Standard, he, and... Uh, he said, hey, do you, do you want this old one back? I said, yeah, you know what? I'll give you whatever you put into it. So I think he put maybe 500 bucks in pickups and tried to get some parts into it. Um, it had a hairline crack in the neck, so I brought it up to this uh, uh, Colfax Guitars here in Denver. And I said, hey, this is a silver burst. I don't know anything about it. And the guy looked at it, and he said, well, I'd love to buy it, but it's got no serial number on the back. It's probably stolen. I said, well, <laughs> that, that probably checks out because I bought it from a pawn shop in 1997 for 300 bucks. So I said, all right, you know, fine. You, you, don't, you don't need to buy it. Uh, you, can you still fix the hairline crack? And he did that. When I picked it up, his son, who also runs the shop with him, said, you know, I don't see missing um, material on the back of the headstock. I don't think the serial number was sanded off. He said, it might just be filled in. So I brought it home and I think, well, I, I got nothing to lose here. So I hit it with some paint thinner and <laughs> lo and behold, out after I wiped away some of the paint, the serial number was revealed on it. So I was able to look it up. It was a 1983 Gibson Les Paul Custom Silver Burst in really, really rough shape. And it was a factory second. It was stamped second on the neck. Uh. Gibson did that in the early 80s. I think not long after they stopped actually like doing something with the seconds, I think they would like saw them in half or something. You I think know, they, they, put, they just drove uh, tractors over them or something. Some, something. <laughs> so now that I had a serial number, I said, "Well, maybe I can sell it." So and it was, it's, you know, Les Pauls are heavy. Oh my god! And yeah. I don't know yeah. about your back. An my back doesn't. Tune. My back does not love a, a Les Paul custom. So I put it on Reverb for like twenty two hundred bucks. And it sold in about 45 seconds. And I was like, oh, wow. my God, I, I think Jeez. I made a mistake here. Luckily, the guy who bought it messaged me. and He said, um, you know, I bought this because I was really excited, but I'm in the middle of getting a house, and I'm not sure spending this kind of money while they're looking at my finances oh is my a great God. idea. You know, would you mind refunding me? And I said, no, oh, that's fine. I totally understand. No big deal. And he said, by the way, I was just going to turn around and sell this thing for three grand. So you, maybe you should do that. I said, All right. So I put it, I, I, I relisted it, put it for $3,000, and it sold in about 45 minutes. Wow. So Crazy. all of a sudden, I got this big influx of cash. So what wow. do you do when you sell a really expensive guitar you don't want? You buy a bunch of budget guitars with that money. <laughs> <Wow>. So <laughs> I, bought, uh, I bought a Squire Jazzmaster. I bought, oh Is my that gosh. the blue I, one? No, the, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the purple. It's, they, they call it some weird thing, but it really, when you're standing in front of it, it's purple. Um, I bought a Starcaster. Nope, it was a Music Man, but it's the cheap version. I can't remember. Ernie Ball is it's it's like the Lexus to the to the Toyota. It's yep. um, Sterling. Sterling, thank you. I really like the four over two headstock on those. I really love and 
I fell in love with that headstock long ago when Eddie Van Halen started oh, playing yep, one. I was right. like, I yep. love the look of this thing. Yep. Yep. Get your drill so out. I, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I plugged it into the wall and electrocuted myself. <laughs> Meatloaf. No. No, well, uh, pound cake. Pound that cake. Was the yeah, song. exactly. Pound cake. Um, so, you know, I bought... I bought that one. It's an offset, uh, you know, Strat style. On it wasn't even a, well. It's got a Strat-looking body, but it's got two humbuckers. I swapped out with some uh, P90s in there that fit in a humbucker. I loved that guitar. It's still it's still a lot of fun. I had a custom uh, uh, tortoise shell uh, pickguard made for it, so it looked like the expensive Ernie Ball version. You know, I just I just started buying all this stuff. I bought a couple acoustics that I really like, and I filled out my collection. For very little. So even after nice. I paid my, and I did pay my buddy, I'm an honest guy. I said, look, you put 600 bucks or 500 bucks into this. I sent him that money for it <laughs> uh, because it was only fair. And uh, so it turns it, out it was an antiques roadshow guitar. It really wow. was. <laughs> wow. It, 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 wow. It, so the conclusion I'm coming to about, about you, Scott, is you did not sleep during the pandemic. Basically for two years, you drank Red Bull and bought 15 guitars Four yeah. podcasts, learn the piano, learn to play drums. <laughs> oh, I, I learned to, to, to play the piano terribly. But, um, you know, I feel bad saying this. The pandemic was actually really good for me because I'm an introvert already. I like being in my basement. I don't like people all that much. I don't like going out. So the idea that I was locked in my basement kind of suited me like a, I don't know, or fit me like a glove, uh, you know. I, it, it didn't change my life all that much. And I do feel for the people who had a very hard time and missed that yeah, social connection. Yeah. I sure. don't. I've worked at home for 12 years. <laughs> sure. So and you have a nine-year-old. It's like the gold. She's like, I don't want to hang out with dad. So she's um, doing yeah, her own thing. It's, it's getting that way. Yeah. Uh, I th Brian, is, is it you that has a four-year-old or is it Calamari? That's you me. Calamari. Okay. Yeah. She yeah. likes to hang out with dad. Yep. Yep. It'll, it'll start to dry at up. At all she's, times. She's, she's much more into Minecraft now than hanging out with dad. But we still got a good thing. Nice. Uh, going That's there. Important. But That's yeah, I bought, a, I bought the, the long story short on that one is I bought a bunch of guitars and I kind of hack on them and I have fun. And I think the most important thing is I don't set unrealistic expectations for myself. I do it to have fun and yeah. I play. I do social media for a company called Mach One Music. And it's a guy that I took lessons from when I lived in Connecticut 20 some odd years ago. So, you know, I do his social media. He gives me a, a lesson each week, and sometimes we do composition. Sometimes we talk about guitars. I also bought a couple bass guitars uh, because I, uh, Brian, I was working in my garage, and I used uh, a drill with a really high torque, <laughs> and the, the screw caught, and the whole drill went around, and it brought my wrist with it. Ended up with tendonitis in my wrist. It's been six months, Oof. and like it's a day-to-day -day thing. Some days are great. Some days are not so great. And I think you've got a tone sample from me later. You'll hear that, uh, that my playing is not that great, and, and I'm really rusty. Bass was a lot easier to, to play you know, when my wrist was really screaming mm. all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've got a whole bunch of instruments. I suck at it, and I happily suck at it. And I just I try to get a little bit better. Every time I practice, some days are good and some days, you know, you're rolling the boulder uphill and some days the boulder rolls right <laughs> back right. down, you know? Nice. So, yeah. you, you know, you have three Christmas podcasts, yep. so it only makes sense that we should talk about surf guitar. Oh, yeah. It's the right. natural I segue. It's the natural guitar. segue, right? Yeah. That, that's where we need to go. We all did some samples. We all got excited about this. You know, we said we weren't going to talk about guitar tones, but... It's not quite what we meant, and obviously we're always going to talk about guitar tones. So um, we all went running and got, you know, surf sounds going on our guitars and came up with little samples to try to show that yeah. off. Scott, so remember, yeah, remember the jackpot I told you about with the Les Paul and all that money? One of the things that I bought was a Surfy Bear reverb unit, and it's about 350 bucks. And the only reason I'm mentioning the price is I bought a one trick pony and I go through these phases <laughs> where it's like, I'm going to be the greatest surf guitar player in the world. And then I lose interest in it in, you know, a couple months. So I bought this very expensive unit and it's really nice and it has amazing surf guitar. It's an actual reverb tank. Yeah. And it's, that's really nice. Famously, the Spark Amp does not have a spring reverb. Yep. They have like probably a studio reverb and maybe a plate reverb, no spring. So I have the Spark Amp, and that was like, all right, well, I, I really want this tone. 
So I recorded a little bit of tone, and I'll, I'll tell you what the setup was here. The setup it was a the PRS Silver Sky SE on the probably the bridge pickup. Yeah, the, the cleanest one or the, the brightest one. Uh, that went into a mono price tube amp, and that's like the 279 job. You know, you, you see people like the, uh, the the Philip McKnight and stuff, and like, hey, this is actually a really good amp for right. the price. It looks like a pile of garbage, but it sounds pretty <laughs> darn good. It doesn't have that really cool Fender Blues Junior tweed look. It, you know, it, it looks like a budget amp. They, that one does have its own spring reverb. It's not quite as good as the Surfy Bear. So I put the Surfy Bear through the effects loop on that one. I turned the gain up just so it started to break. What did you guys call it? The edge of edge something. Edge of breakup. Edge the of edge break. of breakup. Yeah, that, nothing to do with all my college dating. I was always <laughs> on the edge of breakup. But I, I just kind of you know, brought the, the, probably the gain up, the volume down, tried to drive it a little bit without blowing out my family in the, uh, in the <laughs> process there. Uh, I did wait till they were gone. And I recorded that through a sure, probably you know, the old SM57. Uh, into Logic in there. Now, uh, the tone is going to be a heck of a lot better than my playing, but that, you know, that's, that's fine. I'm not the world's greatest guitarist. I think it your playing matter. is totally on par with the uh, hosts oh, of the show. So I think okay. you're, you're well, in good company. That's very, that's very kind of you. <laughs> yes. Um, what I wanted to see, the, the point of all of this was, you guys have these kind of modeling rigs. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see, can you get a pretty good surf tone through one of your modeling rigs without spending all this money on a one-trick pony. Because, uh, uh, Calamar, I don't remember if you have the HTX or, Brian, you have it. I, I could have taken that 350 I spent on just a reverb tank and bought, you know, yeah. gotten a pretty good a, a portion of the way yeah. toward a really nice modeling rig, and then it would have had a lot available to me. So I was curious if you can, you know, how close you can get to that tone. So what I would say is this is not the most expensive rig in the world that I have, but it's a pretty authentic surf tone. It is a legit uh, spring reverb tank going into a tube or, you know, being played through a tube amp. So do you, you want to play the, you want to play yeah, the sound? You want to play with the backing track or without the backing track? Um, you know, it, it's totally up to you. I put the backing track in there because it hides some of my poor playing, but you also <laughs> miss some of the, the nuance of the tone. Yeah, yeah. But then you get like, see, it's interesting you say that because I, I was going to start another concept called like, hear it in the mix. And it's, oh, yeah. let's debunk the fact that it needs to sound perfect. Let's hear it like being played with other stuff. And can you even tell the difference, right? It's kind of like, like yeah. a gestalt of guitar tone. Right. So, so, so I played a little, I, I picked out a little, like, you know, little lead melody kind of thing in there to go along with the, the backing track that I found on YouTube. I don't know. Yep. Was, uh, I'm going to hit play. Here we go. All right. So what's the guy on uh, the 60 cycle hum called drip. the drip? The drip. Does it have the drip? It drips. <laughs> it drips. Yep. yep. And I, I think I, I think I tend out those uh, two knobs on the surfy bear, the dwell and the uh, <laughs> depth or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's two on the right. I just pegged those things and it's about a 50% mix into the signal. And I don't know, yeah. some, somebody better than me could probably figure out a better way to do it. But those are just the settings I went with because it just kind of sounded cool. And when you yeah. do that, uh, that little double stop, you get that really nice shimmery, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's meant to evoke the idea of, you know, water and, you know, resonating, you know, surf. So, yeah. um, and so that's, that's what I came up with. And it is a weird, we've, we've done this before with like other, uh, tones on here. Like surf is a very like unique unitaskery type tone, right? Yeah. There's not yeah. like a, there's like, yeah, I got that. Uh, there's this metal band that I love, but they have a surf tone. Like, no, that, <laughs> that band doesn't exist, right? Surf yeah. is surf, right? And it's, yeah. It's the only difference is you might have a little tremolo maybe in yeah. some things, yeah. or I don't know, but like Leslie speaker or some sort of a Brado setting, yeah. but I, I didn't do any of that. This is just heavy, heavy spring reverb. Yep. That's funny. That's a, no, that surfy bear is a spring verb, right? If you smack oh, yeah. it, you get the whole 
yeah, crazy. It, it's, it's got like out. it's got like five springs in it. If you if you put it on top of your amp and the amp is too loud, <laughs> you will get the resonance of the amp affecting yeah. the spring. Maybe that's good. I don't know. If you want to be really pure about it, you wouldn't run it through an effects loop because back in the '60s they didn't have effects loop. They yeah. just ran it into the front of the amp. Well, uh, okay, I didn't do that. <laughs> can you pick the number of springs on it? No, you can. Well, you could probably take some out, but I don't know if there's any kind of uh, consequence to doing that. And by the way, I tried it through my Jazzmaster with the P90s, mm-hmm. and I hated it. It sounded like <laughs> mud. And may, wow. you know, maybe I could. I would, I would I have guessed that that would be the uh, the axe yeah. of choice for it, right? Yeah, I think so too. But the uh, the the PRS on the bridge pickup sounded so much mm. cleaner. And I also was trying to pick out a melody there. Yeah. Maybe if I was doing the backing track, it would have sounded fine on the Jazzmaster, or maybe it's just my lousy yeah. playing. I don't know. It's one of those. <laughs> Lots of factors here. Yeah, it's funny I that pro- you mentioned the, uh, the the spark not having um, a good tank reverb or spring yeah. springy yeah. reverb in it. So I went off and had to uh, traipse through the world of the bias stuff on their end to get to the, the tone for mine, and similarly found like, okay, here's here's a twin reverb unit and just like let's put it on 11 and let's see let's see how we not can, a lot of uh, thinking get, required to yeah. uh, to dial in the tone nice see, uh, what do we need yeah, reverb? So that's the positive More positive reverb. Grid. yeah positive grid makes the spark but for some reason in the spark they don't have spring it's, verb it's totally separate from what happens on your yeah. computer yeah very cool so you and you ran it through the riff right it was just straight your your prs 24 yep into the riff. yeah and with the uh neck pickup split for single oh that's a smart idea yeah yep neck pickup gotcha any guitar matching that you used from no i didn't have that on no just straight in cool all right let's hear it It was a bit like, like the intro to the kids in the hall. I wouldn't say it's the same tone, but uh, it's a it's a bit more echoey. Uh, there's there's it's got like a wider feel to it. I did love the growl that you had in there. It, it was much more pronounced uh, than than what I had in there. I love the you did the kind of a spy riff in there because remember surf guitar, spy guitar, and spaghetti western guitar yeah. are all kind of the same genre. Uh just you know it's this the same thing applied in different ways. <laughs> and it was when you played those couple notes of that kind of James Bondy riff in there, that sounded legit to me. <laughs> and it was really, really cool. So I like that. I like that a lot. Cool. Did it drip? I I feel like it dripped. Yeah. I can't take the to... credit for the uh for the musical content because that's actually off of a uh, True Fire lesson okay. that uh, Calamar picked for us to is do. It, is to it a do surf this. guitar lesson? Yeah, yes. I, surf, yes. I should yes. be doing that. Um, yeah. I think to to find out if it drips, Calamar, I think you have to palm mute it or or mute the strings and kind of give that uh, rake across it and like yeah. kind of thing. Yep. That's that's the only way I know if it quote drips. Yep. Yep. All right. So I did the exact same. Little etude, <laughs> surf etude, <laughs> by Jason Laughlin. He, he, that guy is like unbelievable. I used the HX Stomp. That's the modeler I have. So it's the HX Stomp, and it's the sixty cycle hum surf guitar oh, okay. patch <laughs> that he Great. made when they released the new Hot Springs Reverb, which he claims actually drips. He was very excited about it. I took his word for it. I changed nothing on it. Played right. my Godon uh, Radium on the bridge pickup in single coil mode. Cool. And it's the same song. So here we go.
All right, I like that a lot. And what was really cool in there, Calabar, was I don't know if you were intentionally uh, doing some finger noise. You know, you get that the, the string friction noise in there. I could tell there were a couple slides, and uh, each of those had that really cool little drip going on with them, and I loved it. Yeah, he nailed the pick slide. Yeah, I worked on that pick slide a lot. Was it okay? It was a pick slide, not finger noise. Okay, yeah. cool. I destroyed about ten picks. <laughs> that was on. crazy. We, you mentioned that that you went through a couple picks. I'm like, come on, what? It's you know hardened plastic against strings. I looked at him like it looked like a arrowhead that somebody had excavated <laughs> from like an archaeological site. And then you would try to pick on it, and it would like catch yep. on yep. the strings. It was like really a mess. The, uh, that, this is how we bring it all back around to strings. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and I added tremolo for the last little do do do. Oh, okay. Tremolo, so it had that womp 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 feel to it. Well, so, I thought both of them were great and just a testament to using modeling because I could have I could have had a lot more at my disposal <laughs> for just a, a bit more money, you know, even if I even if the modeling goes six, seven hundred dollars, that yep. I would have been halfway there with yep. with that spring reverb tank that I bought, and I don't get any of the nice things like being able to plug it into headphones or it gets an yep. automatic USB uh, audio input to my computer or anything. So, <laughs> very, very nice. I'm a big fan, but you have to either spend time tweaking or you trust the sources of the patches you get on the internet. But there's a big enough ecosystem for line six that you can find a lot of free patches and then kind of tweak them. Um, otherwise, to a it's like hours. I would say the one pitfall of that, though, is I could get into a mindset where I'm so worried about dialing in all the settings that I'm not actually practicing. 100%. You know, 100%. It is pretty easy to get distracted and sit there and go, wait a minute, I've been playing with just three different options for one band of EQ for the last 10 minutes, and what was I here for again? That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. So on the idea of distraction, I actually brought something I wanted to show you guys here. Um, it, this is like a little like guitar life hack that's been working well for me. Ooh. Is You guys mentioned on your most recent episode, as of this recording, uh, to always use a metronome or a drum machine. And mm -hmm. I totally agree. Uh, I also use backing tracks. You know, similar thing. Play with rhythm, you know, because my, I have no rhythm. Like, much like my dancing, I have no <laughs> rhythm whatsoever. So I've been playing with backing tracks, but I ran into the same issue that I'd bring it up on my computer and I would take the Spark and I'd run the audio out to my computer or I'd use Bluetooth. And then, so now the Spark amp is playing both the backing track and my guitar. Mm -hmm. Then I would get a notification on the computer. And now, my, you know, like a, much like a squirrel, I'm over here like, ooh, <laughs> and, and I'm not practicing. So what I did was I went on eBay and I bought a couple old iPods. Like, and this one that I'm holding up, people can't see it because this is an audio medium here. This is an iPod Nano. Oh, yes. This thing, was, I think I got it for maybe $22, maybe $25 shipped. And I put a whole bunch of MP3 backing tracks on this. And, you know, the battery life is awesome. I can get, I don't know, 15, 20 hours of battery. So I'm not that worried because usually once you plug in a couple things into the wall, your spark and a few other things, you've run out of outlets. Now you're looking for extension cords. And again, you're not practicing. Yep. yep. So, and I don't know if uh, maybe people of the, of the right age for this show will remember that on an iPod, you have all these, what they call ID3 tags. It's all the metadata about a, a, a track. Mm -hmm. You have artist and composer and all that kind of stuff. So I took the genres and I made them like surf guitar in E minor, you know, and or like this one's in, in E major. So I can go through and I can scroll and I can look for an E major backing track. I, I put a whole bunch of keys on there. Um, I don't have it set up with, with BPM. Like I didn't, I don't really worry that much about it. Um, but you can get a little creative with like the composer. You can make the composer like the genre, like, oh, this is surf, this is blues, this is rock or whatever. And now I can just pick up the iPod, dial in a backing track, hit play, and then just and I'm off to the right, and, you, and then you plug it right into the spark. I plug it right it. into the spark. Nice. The headphone nice. out. You know, I got like a six inch cable on there. <laughs> it just sits there. I'm not distracted on my phone. I'm not running out of battery or any of that stuff. And I love it. That's and good. that has been really, really, in fact, it started this other little quest of mine. Now I'm on, I'm, I'm over committing and buying all these iPods on eBay. And I, 
<laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, the idea of having more than one iPod when we were in prime iPod I- oh, buying yeah, age was an unimaginable no. luxury. No, that's like an and Apple now Watch. There's like there's like ten in my yeah. in my office right now, and I've been putting different colors on there and having all sorts of fun. So there's my other midlife crisis. Honey, where, honey, where's my heavy metal iPad or iPod? Yeah, yeah right. Need that one. Right. <laughs> well, I have a classical one. I've got a blues guitar one. I've got a jazz one. I've and now when I wow. hit shuffle. I don't have to worry, like, am I just shuffling right. the jazz? No, yeah. I am just, it's a single-use iPod, and you can get these things for, like, 20, 25 bucks, put a battery in them, and it's just my little hobby lately, and it's it's been kind of fun. I don't That's know, I'll have, put, and I'll have to, uh, I don't know, maybe I should figure out how to sell them or something. The we problem should talk is about it, this more. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we're, we're, we're going to have to have you on again just to talk practice hacks, because oh, you already covered what, how we were going to kind of wrap the interview, Good. which was sort of like... How, um, what do you do to make time to practice? Because it's not like... I don't. That's the big right. problem. <laughs> right. you know? it is, well, that's fair. It, it's like but life, you're get, life keeps getting in the way. And right. you guys said something really great yesterday. And I, I'm gonna, I can only kind of paraphrase the, the idea. And if I challenge myself too much... And I feel like, oh, I suck. I can't get this. I don't want to pick up the guitar the next That's day. Demotivating. Yeah, and yeah, totally. Once you miss a day, it starts this snowball effect where, like, then the next day you're like, hey, I didn't practice yesterday. Well, I'm going to practice today. So I have to set multiple goals. Like, maybe it's a realistic one. Maybe I'm just going to play the the chords of a backing track. I can do that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and exactly. remember that, you know, this is supposed to be fun. And if you're constantly behind the eight ball and feeling lousy about it, it's not fun anymore. I'm not trying to be in a band. I'm just trying to, I don't know, I have this fulfilling thing in my life where I enjoy making You're waiting music. for somebody to come let you out of your basement, and you're just yeah. trying to pass <laughs> the time. <laughs> the your door is locked. Nobody's, in the nobody's letting me out here, so... <laughs> I don't think you could have ended on a better note than that. You heard it from the snowman himself. <laughs> Mind right. you, that's actually his email address, snowman at you, but not the way you would think, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not exactly that. I don't know who's going to get that, so don't send any emails. To yeah, that don't send emails to it's snowman. Right. It, <laughs> it's not, it's not going It's not going to work. I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's, it's really fun to find people of your tribe. You know, we're all of the same age. Yeah. We've all got kids. We've all got hobbies, and we've all got trouble finding the time to make for those hobbies and you know sometimes you spend all this time with your guitar and you're not spending your time with your kid and you're like well eventually that kid's not going to want to play anymore and i'll have plenty of guitar time then so you know it's it's a really hard balance constant struggle yeah 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 totally awesome yeah, well, well thanks, I, Scott. I would love to to come back sometime if you'll have me. I promise not to talk your ear off. As long as we don't have to do as long as we don't have to do surf tone again. Yeah. No, no, no. No more surf tone. But this is the problem with finding somebody locked in their basement. They don't want to stop talking. You're like, all right, I'm gotta go. Gotta go. Here. If you're okay, well, it sounds like there's if you're okay, blink once. Yeah. Sounds like there'll be heavy metal and there'll be bl- whichever what what other iPod did you say you had? <laughs> A blues iPod. I love I'll come back and we'll talk blues, okay? Perfect. 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 Thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate it. Yep. Great talking to you, Scott. You too. So that was a lot of fun, huh? Scott was super entertaining. I'm pretty sure we're going to have him on the show again because... Oh, yeah. He should be a recurring character. We're growing our cast, right? We're like the Howard Stern show or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. (laughs) Totally. And I love it that he's like, yeah, let's do surf guitar because obviously the guy that has three Christmas podcasts... uh, Wants to talk about surf guitar. Yeah, and, uh, he, he brought it. I like that. He, yeah, he yeah, yeah. You know, and it's funny that, like, I thought he accumulated all those guitars and all that gear just over his lifetime. No, this was all pandemic stuff. Like, he has, yeah, like, it's all pandemic. I mean, a, a terrible thing, but a good good use of your human talent and Oh, uh, man, he went to right? town. He went to town. It was so awesome. And... uh uh, what was the name of it? The the bear, Surfy Bear? What was the name of that? Oh, spring the, uh, Reverb the surfy, unit? surfy Bear Spring Reverb. Surfy Bear Spring Reverb. Yeah, we'll have some links to that. So th- that was cool. And it was great that he knew 60 Cycle Hum. And I, I used a, a preset on the HX Stomp made by the guy from 60 Cycle Hum who also loves <laughs> surf guitar and all that drippy uh, reverb and everything. So, yeah, yeah no, that was great. a good guy. He could drink for free in our bar anytime. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So totally. speaking of, um, <laughs> is, is that a good is that a good segue <laughs> yeah, into what happened to sure. you? Sure, sure. So I feel like you know 
Scott talked about his $600 guitar turning into like a $3,000 guitar or something <laughs> like that. And, and mine is turning into the opposite. Like I'm now paying to like get rid of my guitars, which is just dumb. Right. So like I got it in my head after I got my good on, I'm like, all right, now it's time to downsize. I don't need it. all these you're guitars. Gonna be, um, you're going to be monogamous with that guitar. Yeah, totally. I mean, I love it. It's great. I, I really, really dig it. And, I have so much more to still like, just like really dig into it. I, I just really like it. it uh, I don't know how to describe that. I I see other people when they talk about the guitars that they love and, and this is sort of that situation. And uh, so I was like, all right, I'm going to sell guitars. So I put, I put an expensive one up on Reverb. I bought it specifically because I was like, I think this guitar will hold its value and maybe go up in value, right? It's an it's investment, for- honey. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> like I, I had some money from another guitar sale I had made, my Eddie Van Halen modeled guitar, and I I bought this 2016 at the time it was brand new 2016 Offset Telecaster by Fender, American made, and I'm like, yeah, I think this will this will appreciate. And when I went to sell it, yes, right, like the guy that bought it, same intention as me. He's like, I think these are hold value. I think he bought another one. I'm like, this is great. And then I get a message for him that the guitar arrived and it had damage and, and I, I hadn't mm. listed the damage. And I'm like, well, that's because there that's was because no damage. because it's mint condition. Pool, right. So. I'm like, here's the pictures of the guitar. There's no damage. <laughs> and he sent me these pictures that had like these black marks on the front of this Olympic white guitar. And I'm like, did you draw those with your computer? Like, are those, <laughs> is that like markup? Oh, masters? no, no. These are marks on the guitar. And I'm like, well, that's a problem. Like, <laughs> okay. But it turns out like he wanted a full refund, which I, I would I would want the same thing. But now I'm like getting the guitar. Fortunately, like I bought it. I sold it through Reverb and I bought like peace of mind, whatever insurance yeah. they so have. So are you, are you out anything in this? Well, I'm going to be out. I feel like the value of the guitar yeah. that is going to depreciate a little bit, but reverb is going to cover the, any repair that needs to be done to the guitar. Would that be like the opportunity cost? Like, did we just accidentally become an economics podcast? By oh boy. Like, Oh my God. Like you missed the window to sell the guitar at its maximum value. Right. Yes. <laughs> in a way. Right. Well, actually it's interesting you say that because I feel like that gave me an appreciation for when people talk about really, really old, nice vintage instruments and how when they're pristine it's like yeah that guitar has dodged the bullet that my guitar did not right you know what i mean like there's there's a value to that like that person was able to preserve that guitar in a way yeah. but do you feel there's like a the, the same way you would feel about like an antique house that if it still looks good it's not because it's like all 100 percent the same there's like an element of upkeep right so like Dings happen in your house, and maybe you know you patch a wall, and that's you paint fair. it a different color. Yeah, it's not an exact analogy, right? No, no, no. That's a good point. I think it depends on the awesomeness of that guitar, yeah. right? Like, like this guitar, Cause, actually, because also whole, there, there's um, it's a telly, right? Yeah. So that's <laughs> is that where you're going? No, <laughs> I thought you're, but like a lot of people hated on this guitar when it came out, so it's not for everybody, but like. I, I don't know. I thought it was a cool guitar. So so there's that drama. And then I have I had one of my other uh, cheap, let's call them beater guitars, for me to learn about like modding and doing whatever. And I'm like, okay, I modded this Tele. That was cool. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it on Facebook Marketplace. And for whatever reason, all these other people were like, do you want to trade? Do you want to trade? I'll give you 150. I'll do you whatever. And I'm like, oh, man. But like I put... 100 into it myself in addition to buying it you know like right eh, i don't want it and then this guy's like well i got this uh line six spider three amp and i'm like yeah yeah let's oh okay well but you know what you're gonna have to give me 50 bucks and then I saw the picture of the amp and it was missing a volume knob. So this is funny. <laughs> I think this is where I got like actually excited about doing the trade because I thought I was like really being persuasive because the guy was like, all right, yeah, 50 bucks in the amp. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I just saw that the volume knob is broken. So it's $100 and <laughs> the amp. And he's like, $100 because of the oh, knob? I was like, look, dude, I'm too old to have a, an amp with a broke. I don't want a broken knob. 
so it's a hundred bucks. He's like, fine. And he went on his other amp and he yanked the knob off of it and he put it on this <laughs> amp. Hey, he solved the problem. Right? And at yeah. that point, I'm like, all right, 50 bucks in the amp. That sounds great. And he gets to my yeah. house. And it's a, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Do you remember this happening? Like, is that, <laughs> I feel like you're like, <laughs> this is like, you know, you wake up in the morning and you pull the sheets back over your face and you roll over and there's a line six spider in bed next to you and you're like, oh my God, I don't remember anything. And that's no knock on it, but I just feel like, huh, all of Calamar's purchases, he's pretty much telegraphed to me and hmm. Yeah. No, this, this, yeah, the guy walks up to my house and I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? There's like this giant amp and it's just like a whatever amp. Like it's so, it's, it's really pretty old, but not in a great way. Like it's all digital amp. So you got to like turn five knobs and hold two buttons down to make it do whatever, (laughs) you know, like it's not like not a spark yeah like a spark is super user friendly and it's got like a there's an app right app, yeah there's nothing right yeah. this is like turn the little knobs the colors change and then the thing blinks three times and that means now it's in flanger <laughs> and mode then it's in something. pairing mode after that yeah right? and you're like okay so is it does it work now like what's happening here i don't know what's going on worst decision of my life yeah i'm i'm call i'm gonna call it like the guitar center walk of shame Right, like go yeah. to yeah, and you know, I would like to, I, I would like to hear that from everyone because I feel like there's like some horrible, even if it's not like a trade, there's some horrible instrument right. decision that you've made at some point in your life. So if you're listening and you have email, email info at grade forty three and right. tell us your horrible trade story because I just like, yeah, that's kind of um, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. By the next episode, if not the next episode, the following episode, I'm going to have my two new uh, guitar pedals that I bought from Brazil. Ah. Right? So, like, my hometown of Brasilia uh, has a company that makes boutique pedals. And uh, for whatever life reasons, I have money in Brazil, and the exchange rate has gone in the in the toilet and so we never bring the money to the u.s so Uh, i this was like the perfect opportunity to be like okay well i'll buy a couple of guitar pedals with money from brazil and then i'll just send them here they're not here yet one is like a preamp which is supposed to be like the color box right kind of like the color box and the other one's a fuzz pedal with a whole bunch and they're really cool looking I showed them to a couple people, nope. and they like really yeah, loved one, the aesthetic. Um, you sent those to me, or because it didn't. One of them looked like it was just meant to be inserted into like the board, right? Oh yeah, it looks like a board, right? Because yeah. it's got a slider on it, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's totally like imitating a, a board. Yep, yeah, but they have like very industrial sort of like look and feel to them. So I'm excited about that. So for that, so I want to put them on on my pedal board and I have an HX stomp, which has been all by itself on my pedal board. And so the HX stomp and the whole Helix line, I'm always bragging about it. They're like revolutionary. The HX stomp is amazing. The power supply in its ugliness and like, like just impracticalness just makes up for it completely. Is it like a big hump in it somewhere where you have to connect it, the cable? It is... Six inches long, more than six inches long, and then the prongs are on the end of one Ugh. side of that. Like, you put it on the wall, and the whole thing kind of sags. Like, if you have an old house, yeah. like I do, it basically just falls out of the wall all the time. <laughs> like, it just doesn't stay in. Like, it's just the weirdest power supply. And everyone complains about it. Like, what do you do with this power supply? Because mm. it's the worst. Like, if you went to a gig, you can't put it on anyone's strip. Like, it's just a mess. <laughs> um, so I bought the the so Chalks makes an amazing power supply. Uh super thin, super uh they make several models. Uh Chalks makes um this very very small one that fits on my paddle board. It's very very thin. It's got four outputs. You can change the voltage on them and um Oh, so all you have to do is just plug a whip in now, basically. A what? Like a whip like I mean you've got like a a multi-source for power now and you just yes. have like you have just one little thing you just goes bleep, instead of the whole brick that used to have to like transform it yes ah, yeah 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 so nice. so so there's one small brick that goes under the pedal board that has four outputs on it 
and each one can be like 4 volts, 12 volts, 16 volts, 18 volts, and certain things need more voltage and you can you can even do like two of them, two of the power sources to one to your to your device. Mm. Okay. Which it turns out was what the stomp. So I buy this thing, it gets here. I bought the one that's actually a partnership. This is a hack I learned. Eventide partnered with Chalks, and they sell the Chalks uh, for less than if you buy it from Chalks. Sorry, Chalks, but like that's what you all did. I don't, I'm not wow. sure why, but but it's still the product is the same. Yeah, the product's yeah, the okay. same, except it's white uh, instead of black. Um, and and so I, I think the product is, is identical. So what Chalk sells also is a ton of different plugs for each of the different types of devices that you need. You know, center positive, center mm-hmm. negative, whatever, yep. all diameters and things that you need. And he sells them all. They sell them all. But so I got the thing and then I didn't have the right adapters. So I had to buy two more adapters. I had to get the splitter one <laughs> and then another one and a whatever. And thank goodness for my friend, David Wicks, who had done this before me. So he's like, oh, this is what you need to buy. So anyway, it's like Home Depot, man. Whenever you're doing these projects, it's never one trip. You know, That's it's right. like three trips to Sweetwater and now <laughs> we're... <laughs> Now it's good. I and got that's it. The, and that's the worst when it's powering something else. Because I remember when I got the uh, um, oh, when I got the uh, what was the fancy one with the magic sliders? Oh man, you got the Chase Bliss. Yeah, when automaton. I, when, I, when I got the the Chase Bliss, and I like Amazon ordered a power supply and it didn't right. work. And I was like, oh it man. And then I had to like go drive up to Guitar Center and get another right. one. But like just the amount of time in between the thing arriving and being able to use it, right? That's oh, that's always. Oh man. Well, it's part of adulting too for us, right? We, I, I think I mentioned when the when the microphone, my new uh, PreSonus arrived that you that you sent me. It was like, oh, I don't even have time to open it for like three days because yeah, I right. have to go do adulting. So I'm just this like, thing's pretty basic, right? Plug it in, yeah, okay. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm just gonna have to leave it in my office and not look at it and want to play with it for yep. days because I'm an adult now. That's right. I, I look at something and I go, hmm, okay, maybe I'll do that next Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Uh, well, there you have it. Yeah. Yeah. So good show. Awesome talking with Scott. And yeah. uh, for next time, we will do our blues homework. We swear, yes. teacher, we'll we'll turn in our extra credit assignments. So um, I made a couple Instagrams. I think I you, saw you those. Seen. Yeah. Well I'm, done. I'm, well done. Uh, I'm learning. I, they got out there and... Uh, if you saw them, then then that worked. So uh, I'm on Instagram. You don't want to follow me. You want to follow Grade43 on Instagram. Um, you want to email us at info at grade43.com. And if you want to check out the blog posts or just check out the backlog of episodes, just go to www.grade43.com. And on Twitter, we're 43rd grade, I think. Or no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because Grade43 was taken because somehow that's – that's a thing a thing we didn't we didn't get it in all the namespaces yeah totally get off my lawn that's right (laughs) all right until next time until next time did i do something dumb there with that (laughs) could i have just Welcome to Grade 43, where every show we invite (laughs) you to find what is the one thing that we decided to change about the audio setup this week.